everyone, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Tonight, we got TV's Casey here to talk about it. That's right. Yeah. So Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, where we last left off at the end of the last Shazam, he gave his powers to his entire family, the Shazamily. And now in this movie, the daughters of Atlas have come to take it back because that power belongs to their family and to their world, and they will do everything to get it back. Now it's up to the Shazam family to fight together, even though some of them want to go off and do their own things, have their own adventures, and be a hero in their own way casey this movie doesn't really have uh, that much of a solid future in the dc cinematic universe the story itself was was in my opinion sort of okay i think the standout character here uh is is helen mirren i think she was doing a great job she showed up she was not playing i don't think she phoned it in but uh i want to know your experience what was your take what was your overall view of shazam theory of the gods but first what did you think of the first one? Shazam, I loved. I actually loved Shazam so much, it really changed my opinion on adopting children in real life. I've talked to my partner about it, you know, a bunch, because we plan on having kids someday, and she felt very strongly about adoption. I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know, I feel like half the fun of having kids is you get to see yourself really grow in them. Um, and I saw this whole, you know, found family really come together, and they're no different than you know, just having bio kids or whatever. I just, I don't know. I walked away from that first movie with such like a warmth in my heart. And I felt like it almost made me like a, a better, more rounded person as, as weird as that might be to say. Um, overall, I mean, I really love that movie. I love that it's basically just big, but a superhero movie. Um, you know, that's kind of maybe cheap and, and undercutting it a little bit, but you know, thematically that's really a lot of fun. I love the Asher, uh, angel playing, Young Billy, I love yes. Zachary Levi as Shazam. You know, it's I love Mark Strong as Dr. Savannah, even though it I prefer Savannah as this like sniveling little gremlin scientist <laughs> man. Um, you know, they based it very clearly off a specific like Jeff Johns, Gary Frank run of Shazam, and that's fine. I prefer a lot of the older stuff with him, um, because they lean into the goofy stuff. But you know, a Jimon Hansu as you know, the wizard. I mean, just fucking just great everything about that movie i really really enjoyed so i was looking forward to the sequel for a long time um and as a lot of people know the ending of shazam sets up stuff like oh but there was a first champion um and then there's also mr mind you know the tiny talking caterpillar with the with the radio you know attached to his chest and he's like i have a plan it is the greatest plan because i'm the greatest mind mr mind a caterpillar and i'm like yes it's getting weird it's getting silly it's setting up stuff this is this is good you know um this is where i want the dc universe to go it's not marvel it still feels very different but it can be lighthearted, family friendly fun where the heroes are gods and while they do have some personal problems, they're they're very different from Marvel heroes. Um, and Shazam, or Captain Marvel, as I will probably call him a lot in this, uh, is he's a great character that's way different than Superman. He's not just magic Superman. He's, you know, a child in, a, in an adult's body. He has a family that also fights crime with him. You know, um, his personal problems of like, he doesn't have the like weird stuff that a lot of teen, other teenage heroes have where it's like, oh, I've got school and girls. It's like, I'm a homeless child who's living on my own, moonlighting, like moving crates and stuff as, as, 
Captain Marvel in disguise, having like trying to figure out how to make ends meet as an adult man. Like there's so many weird layers to to Captain Marvel as a character. I, I really recommend stuff like the the Jerry Ordway books from the 1990s, like Power of Shazam. Um, but I digress. Getting to Shazam Fury of the Gods. I was really looking forward to this because I really love the first one. I love the idea that they're tapping into the more magical, mystical side of DC, which has always been well developed from stuff like Justice League Dark and, you know, Wonder Woman a little bit. Um, you know, there's always been great characters in that magic side, like Zatanna and John Constantine and, you know, Swamp Thing. Like it's that's a pocket that I feel DC may do a lot better than Marvel with Doctor Strange stuff. Um so I thought, okay, we're leaning into godly pantheons now. There's people coming to, you know, to steal, you know, the powers of the Shazam family. Like, all right, cool. I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm here, you know. Everybody has powers now and they're all like, we're a team, but also, you know, we've got to go off on our own. Like, all right, I'm here. There's there's a lot of room for character dynamic. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, the whole thing with the last movie was they're setting up for the rock as black Adam and also Mr. Mind and Savannah having their hands in some kind of a pie. There's nothing that connects these films in that regard. And it blows my mind because black Adam came out less than a year ago. And he's a character that is literally captain Marvel's arch nemesis. And yet they set him up for a confrontation with Superman, a character. He really has nothing to do with it's just it was just very strange and and now there's all this stuff coming out about how uh you know the rock didn't want to play ball like he was very dead set on becoming the new face of dc Dude, he, and he was trying to take over him and his production company he really uh, he and I, I think this is warner brothers fault right they made such a hole such a mess with the dc cinematic universe that the rock was like all right i can get in here and totally take over these people are chumps they're weak i don't and 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 yeah he didn't want uh he stopped zachary levi from having a cameo in in the black adam movie he wanted uh you know yeah he didn't want any of that funny funny stuff he wanted to be a serious role he really was trying to do his own thing inside of the dc universe so it, yeah i find it strange that okay you wanted to fight against superman and that's gonna be the next eight years of dc i mean and and what i what i what i find so funny about it is i i found out this bit of trivia and i tell everybody i know because i cannot fucking get around it that in every movie the rock does he has a clause in his contract that says he cannot lose a fight yeah, he can't lose a fight. He can either tie. They can fight and maybe it looks like he's going to lose, but the fight gets broken up before there's a definitive ending or he can win. And I'm like. Dwayne, your career started as a professional wrestler. You have been paid to lose a fight. OK, The Rock is the people's champion. He is a great wrestler and his win loss record is a lot skewed in the favor of wins. Believe me, but I've seen The Rock get pinned before. It's not so unbelievable and it's not some grand tragedy that people are not going to resonate with on screen. You know, a character like Black Adam, you know, maybe they didn't quite sell this character to The Rock for some reason um, because he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, 
he he takes over a third world country. It's very like a Doctor Doom kind of situation where he, you know, does all this stuff in in the name of like, you know, like sovereignty and and yes, Rurutu, he did. He he did he was in Star Trek Voyager before he became famous. That's very funny. He was a space gladiator in that too. Um but you know, he's playing a bad guy. Like, has Black Adam worked with the Justice Society and, and become an anti-hero for a while? Sure. But most people know this character as the arch nemesis of Shazam, you know, Captain Marvel, overall a bad dude, a member of the Secret Society of Supervillains. You know, you look at the whole span of this character's life, he's mostly a bad guy. So to to sell him on this different direction, it's just very strange. Um, for what it's worth, I really did like Black Adam, but I pretty much just liked it for the Justice Society parts because Hawkman was cool. Everybody says that Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate was the best part of that movie. I like the, the idea of legacy heroes. That's something that DC does better than anyone, and I'll die on that hill. Um, but it's just a shame that these two characters who are intrinsically tied together, Captain Marvel and Black Adam, are not connected in any way in these films and likely never will be because of either studio interference or changes in direction or whatever. Um, and it's a total missed mark. Like, imagine you have, for, like, the colors in these movies are already great because you have the whole Shazam family and everybody's got a different color which is just, it looks great. I'm tired of seeing movies that are dark and gloomy. And as I say this, of course, the tr the video box is panning to dark and gloomy lit scenes. <laughs> but a lot of the, they do a lot of superhero stuff outside. A lot of the fights in this movie are are during the day. Um, you know, some of their first confrontations with the the, the Daughters of Atlas. Um, you know, there's sunlight. The, the, there's so many like little details on their outfits that, you know, it's not like annoyingly over-designed, like, why is the Flash wearing armor? That doesn't make sense. Like, this, it's like, it's a magical suit. It's got, like, runes and patterns carved into it. Like, it's all very interesting looking. And, you know, I almost imagine, like, Black Adam is so tough and powerful, it takes the entire Marvel family to take him down. That would have been so cool. But, alas, it's it's not to be. Um, that being said, this movie on its own merits, I really did enjoy uh, I don't, I don't understand why so many critics and people are dunking on it. Um, you know, is it perfect? No. Is it kind of a bog standard superhero movie? Absolutely. But is it something that you go to the movie theater and you're going to leave entertained? Like, yeah. Um, unfortunately the trailer for this film kind of spoils everything. Um, yeah, they, which they, I they show everything. It's great. As you're, as you're watching, as you're watching the movie, you see like the main plot points of this movie even the end scene the end fights with the dragon in the stadium in the trailer and i'm like they showed this like we were showed the ending of the movie in the trailer which is crazy and yeah. and you know we're, we're doing spoilers and things like that but I, I i couldn't believe it i was watching the movie I'm like why did they put this in here this is the end what it's like Absolutely i've outrageous. seen i've seen it i know what's gonna happen it's so yeah. weird and to I, say that on a movie that i haven't seen and i hate that too because like you're like okay this isn't the trailer so i'm expecting this part you know especially because like he takes the uh these the magical staff right and he does the whole superman towards doomsday thing with the good <laughs> it's almost the exact same thing that's just a that's a classic comic book thing Thing, i'll give that yeah, a pass but, but like you know like, uh, like you're biting off of you know almost the exact same thing and like you're saying yeah. dc property you know and then he gets slapped down 
in this heroic moment and then he fights a little bit and then he does the exact same thing again and you're seeing it from the trailer uh, and then the explosion happens and, and whatever but uh i can tell you why the the, the critics are, are are harsh on it because i kind of agree with them i did have a good time with this movie but i think having a good time is not really a good critical way of reviewing a movie um because there's a lot of movies that we've seen that are fun but are they actually good movies i mean the fast and furious franchises they're fun but are they the, the epitome of cinema are they really good no uh, like as movies no not really but like they're fun right um i think this movie had a lot of hand holding right i think this was made for a younger audience like i felt like i was watching one of my four-year-old niece's movies because when i watch movies with her it's a lot of hand holding a lot of exposition dumps a lot of hey guys we got to go do this thing to do that thing let's go because you want your younger audience to be able to follow along and there are a lot of movies that do that really well that show that don't tell but this movie really had a lot of hand holding and i think they were really leaning younger because of the nature of like Zachary Levi and Shazam and Ash, Asher Angel, who more acted like a 19, 20 year old while Zachary Levi Shazam was acting like a five year old. It was really uneven, you know, like, like, like Billy Bass was just like, come on, dude, we got to go talk. Yo, right now, let's go talk. And then he turns to Shazam. He's like, whoa, lady, you're crazy. Whoa, Fortnite dances. It was really uneven. Like, they're the <laughs> two different people. Like, Zachary Levi's a five year old. He's a 10 year old playing Fortnite. And then you cut to Asher Angel as Billy Batson. This 20 year old man. Yeah, he's acting like he's about to go to college like he's more mature and like cool and then it cuts to you know he says shazam and he's all like whoa that's a there there have been a couple of mistakes out of the gate with this i guess franchise um for one they should have had billy be a child yeah um there's plenty of really incredible child actors out there you know stranger things is not the only thing to have you know there's a, a new generation of these kids coming up every you know six seven years um you could have made him younger. That would have really extended things out further. But and there's also little things like, um, you know, you'll notice the first movie had an an older Mary Marvel when she mm. transformed. Right. But now yeah. it's just Grace Caroline Curry the entire time, which is as it is in the comics. You know, Mary Bromfield says Shazam. She gets maybe a little bit bigger, a little more muscular, but she's still like a young, a young kid in costume she doesn't age mm. up to like a man and the same thing is true for captain marvel jr or freddie freeman in this movie um you know they they get they what is it uh adam brody yeah as uh yeah they got they got him to be the older you know version whereas he you know you go, you google captain marvel jr and it's like who's this scrawny little kid they don't have to be <laughs> like big buff men just shazam does yeah. Um. You know, the rest of them can be, you know, just kids being superheroes, which is cool. And honestly, we don't really have a lot of I don't mean teenagers. I mean, like kids, like you really could have made this like a kid superhero movie. Um. So just a total missed opportunity there. But it's fine. It's it's you know, I I enjoy all the characters. I love that they have little quirks. You know, they they don't really give the family as much to do in this movie as the last one. But, you know, they all feel, you know, pretty realized and unique. And, you know, they're they're a family. And I like that. I like that there's not really a, a ton of contention between them other than it feels, you know, as someone who's never grown up with siblings, I've never truly had that experience. But, you know, from what, you know, my partner has told me, she's, 
you know, she grew up with two siblings. You know, she's the oldest child of all of them. And she knows exactly what it's like to try and coordinate things, to try and keep them together, to try and, you know, rein them in when they want to go off and do their own thing and come to the realization that, you know, you've really got to let them grow, whether they're in your shadow or not. So, you know, that that hit home for her. Um, and, you know, I I think, you know, the the writing in that shows. I just I don't know. You you get the same sort of dynamic with the with the three daughters of Atlas. You know, it's three sisters who clearly have, you know, different ages between them. They they <laughs> <Yes>. all <laughs> you all have different ethnic backgrounds. Well, all... I don't is, is, I don't, is, is it that way in the comics? I, I'm not familiar with the uh, with the daughters of Atlas as they may or may not. I was going to say about their, their ages are, are so different. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Is this supposed to be like like ones ones like you know like the the elderly ones like middle aged ones like like younger? I mean, I it's like, just huh. the, it's just the classic. It's the crone, the mother, and um, daughter, oh, I forget, child, I forget, or whatever. yeah, I forget the yeah, third yeah. one, but it's yeah. it's the same thing. It's the fates. It's it's mm. like it it plays into that sort of. Um, I do think Helen Mirren stood out. I think she yeah. she didn't phone her. I think she said okay. She wants to be a part of all these fantastical, amazing big blockbusters. She's not only part of the Fast and Furious. I love to be in a superhero movie. And she's yeah. okay. You got me. Then you got Helen Mirren. I think her performance was great. She was menacing when she had to be. The whole sit yeah. down talk when she's in when she's talking about oh imagine <laughs> you're, imagine you're really it, threatening lady. <laughs> yeah, she's like imagine if a thief came in night and stole coin. Like, imagine if it wasn't coin. It was the lifeblood of your father and your world and everything yes yeah, so there is person like she delivered all of her lines reigning in like a lucy Lou's character which lucy Lou was sort of oddly one note i don't know what happened with the direction there because well, she's fantastic and other it, stuff but it makes she it was well, so for, one note for me it works because it's like you've got helen mirren as the oldest and the wisest one lucy mm -hmm. Lou is the middle child acting out and then rachel ziegler is you know the youngest and somewhat naive like it's it's just like it's very tropey and it, it falls into stuff. But I think for what it is, it works, you know, and I know I'm not the only person and I'm looking at you, Sergio. That's like, <laughs> hey, man, didn't I see this tree thing in a Dragon Ball movie when I was a kid? <laughs> the tree of might. Yes, yes. I, I had that thought. <laughs> I Come had on. That thought, yeah, the tree of he might. Plants, like... He plants a seed in the ground. It's like, OK, here's this big tree that's sucking all the life out of the world. Like, all right. I, I'm into it. I dig it, you know? I loved it. I was like, hmm, Hollywood's really taken from anime, and I'm yeah, here for it. Yeah, Creed is anime as fuck, and now we've yes. got this in, in Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah what, what do you think of the plot line with the, the Daughters of Atlas? I, 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 I liked it. I liked the reasoning why they were there, them coming and trying to take the powers from their family, breaking them apart. And, of course, all these kids are, you know, they're doing great things for their their world, for, for, for their city and stuff like that. So of course, they wouldn't just give up their, their power. But I like their their motivation, and I like you know how they were like we're going to destroy you, and they felt menacing. What do you think yeah. about their uh, their whole thing? It was it's good. It's again, it's a pretty bog standard plan. I mean, thank God we didn't get a sky beam. I was really, <laughs> I was really <laughs> expecting a sky beam to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, but it uh, yeah, it's good. Look, these are people who their 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 mystical realm has been ravaged. They see the power that is essentially their birthright having been stolen by these kids. You know, they've got a longstanding grudge and they get development in that, you know, they can, at least Helen Mirren, she can put this grudge to rest. You know, you've got your MacGuffins with the, the golden apple. It's just, it just kind of comes together real nice. I just, I thought the film was well-paced. I wasn't bored at any part of it. I didn't think there was any real scene in the movie that, that didn't need to be there, you know, um, Maybe the maybe when they killed Daedric 
Bader by making him walk off a roof. I love him in, yeah. in, in everything. Like, no, not Dangerous <laughs> Raider. Come yeah. on. Uh, beloved yeah, I, beloved I, character actor. I thought the pacing was interesting. I thought some scenes played out a bit too long. Like the whole scene where they're in the library and there's just that huge exposition dump of who the daughters are, the whole thing with the, the, the pen. And like, so, so some of the jokes, I, I laughed at a couple of parts of the movie. I thought it was pretty funny, but then sometimes it really didn't work. Like when they had uh, like, like Helen Mirren, like read off like the, the oh, I have a letter from I, the heroes. I love like, that. <laughs> because you know, cause like to me, it felt too telegraphed. I'm like, I'm like, okay, she's going to do a thing where she's going to literally be reading what they're saying. And it's supposed yeah. to be, it's supposed to come off as childish. And that's the gag. So as she was doing it, it's like, oh, this is great. How this pen is read is writing exactly what it is. No, Billy, don't say that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it was it was fun at first, but then I thought the joke went on way too long. So I think in the future, maybe, uh, you know, Sandberg might want to cut down some of the things because I, I don't know, man, a lot of the jokes, like, again, I like I felt like I was watching my four-year-old nieces like movies because there's a lot of, if you if you ever have, you have a niece or a young person in your family and you watch movies with them, their content, specifically for them, there's a lot of hand-holding, a lot of exposition because they need to understand what it is. Like there was a, a, a Disney cartoon with like a bunch of cats or heroes and like there's like a, some enemies are coming to it. Like, guys, we have to get into this helicopter because we have to fly over there to get to this thing. And then the cat burger was going to do that. I felt like that I felt like I was watching one of her things. Guys, we have to show, oh, the, the staff is kind of like a battery. And then but and then he later he says it in the fight. He's just like, oh my God, it's absorbing the things it's, like a battery. And then more exposition dubs, and all the unicorns are are the king of the beast. And they have to, okay, we gotta use these Skittles now. Now we have a Skittles commercial, guys. Eat Skittles. And I'm yeah. like, what is this? The Skittles, Skittles the, the Skittles bit was a bit much for me, but Helen Mirren to reading the dictation, like that's just that's like some classic you know, Looney Tunes stuff where it's like, I'm reading this telegram. Stop. Like there's so many more interesting things here. Stop. Stop. Uh, make sure to stop them. Stop. Wait, did that say stop? Or when, when do I stop? Like, it's good. It's just like classic dumb bits. Like the Captain Marvel at heart should feel like a dorky 1950s goofball comic book that, you know, there are serious elements to it, but he's fighting stuff like giant robots and giant monsters and mythical creatures. And, you know, it's supposed to be through the perspective of like a 10 year old boy living the dream of being a superhero. And I just I think if, if you keep it light, you keep it goofy. It's it's fine. You know, stuff like like he literally does the when he's when he's grabbing the dragon's tail and he points he's like oh freddy don't and then she turns and looks and he's like ah major look like he's like, he's, he's like that's two times lady <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> like, like what, no, saying, what the, the jokes that worked yeah what other like but you don't really get that in a lot of these superhero movies because they take themselves too fucking seriously you get i'm a marvel all the time yeah all you get it no 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 you get yeah, like you, yeah. no 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 hold on in in Marvel, you get it where the heroes aren't taking the threat seriously. Not that it's it's itself goofy, right? Like no, it, for Marvel's become a parody of itself, dude. Come now on, it, now every, it has. Every now single, it has. Every single hero is a jokester. Every yeah. single is comedy. All the situation. I mean, we talked about it earlier with like Kang, but I I fucking yeah. killed Thor. And then Aaron's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we, we, like are, are, are you him? Are like, you the one with the hammer? Ah, no, we kind of get our bodies yeah. kind of the same. It kind of had a lot more dramatic weight. So, so right. like, maybe that's why in Shazam, I'm just like, ugh, some of these jokes. But uh, some of them did land with me like that. That's twice, lady. I was like, ha yeah. that's pretty good. I or, like or, it. Or, 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 or when the kids are all together and they're, they're with, like, the, uh, the the parents on, on top of the parking garage. He's, and the, the, the dad's like, all right, get into the battle van. He's like, the battle van? I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> 
it's great. Like, like come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. come on. That was, I, there are some jokes that work. I thought it was pretty fine. good. Yeah. I there's yeah. no, I have no issue with them making a movie that is accessible for kids and superhero stuff because you can't really have a kid watch and appreciate something like James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I love that movie, but it's not for kids. You know, um, this you can you can bring your kid to watch these movies. Like, like how many Marvel movies can you really say that? Like, imagine bringing a kid to watch something like. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like, yeah, there's intrigue. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's, oh, the good guys we thought are bad guys now. Like, yes, you could break it down into very simple terms. But, you know, there's a lot of complex elements in that story that are like, you know, you appreciate more as an adult. Um, it's a spy thriller. Like, can a kid enjoy James Bond on the surface? Yeah. Will he understand cool things like why James Bond needs to be so super duper secretive in Russia in the 1960s? Like, not really. You know, will a kid appreciate the value of the Winter Soldier being a Russian science experiment? Probably not. To him, he's just a bad guy. But this is just, it's magic good guys versus magic bad guys. There's a dragon. There's big fights. There's Harry Potter levels of, like, wonderment with the the giant library and the Hall of Doors. And I like it. I like that it's it's really, if it is for kids, I'm a big fan. And I would I would love to see more stuff like that. Stuff yeah, means, I, I, yeah. I, I said to myself in the in the non uh spoiler review that you know they're making it for kids i think it's fine because you you want families to come see it right families are the big ticket right instead of like an adult coming in and maybe buying one ticket for for their partner a family of five is good i mean that's five tickets right there so of course you would want to sell to those kind of people so i think it's fun uh, i just think in the marketing and advertising it was just like this is the next cinematic adventure the dc universe instead of what it should have been advertised as was like wb kids present shazam and his family well because it's more like that it's more like for my four-year-old niece i mean and that's fine i think it's fine it's a saturday morning cartoon and i said i'm a non-spoiler that's absolutely fine but like advertise it as wb kids and not the next cinematic adventure in the DC Cinematic Universe is all, you know? I mean, his family, not yeah. the Cinematic Universe of DC. Uh, it worked for me. I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. not gonna dunk on this movie. I mean, maybe it's not for everybody, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a big, a big, big fan of an all, of an all accessible film. Now, if they make a part three based on this movie, would you go see it? I would. And they should make Mary Marvel the main character. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What, what makes her different than Shazam or be able to lead a movie? I mean, I I just really like Grace Caroline Curry. I think that she was a lot of fun in this movie. And I, I think we should maybe give her an opportunity to really, you know, just do more stuff. Uh, there's plenty of female-led superhero films. And I think, you know, you could do a, a Marvel family movie with her as the lead, you know? Like maybe Billy's off doing other stuff or, you know, the Shazam power, something goes wrong with the Shazam powers and it, it only bounces from one person to another now. But, you know, I've, I've enjoyed Mary and ensemble stories, like where she joined the Justice League International guys. She's hanging out with Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and them. And, you know, even being like a, a younger member of, you know, a Justice League kind of a team, I, I think it would work. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm just looking at possibilities here. You know, you, you know, Zachary Levi is about to age out of this role. You know, he's, you know, th there's been four years between these movies. You know, he's in his late 40s, I think. Um, so, you know, Cause, you cause, can't. Cause like, it, it almost seemed like they were they were gearing her up for maybe her own adventure because there was a lot of like diverting to, to her expertise. Yeah. And, you know. you know, she's like, 
you know, she's clearly the most intelligent out of all of them. She's, you know, she's like, I'm ready to move off to college, you know, but there's like little fun stuff in there where it's like she got sauced up at a party the night before and she's at this, <laughs> she's at great. this team meeting with a hangover and it's. That, that- that was great, and and I, and I ha- and I have to say, oh man, like uh, when Megan could, I think also standout person here. She played yeah. oh, my God. her role beautifully. Hilarious. As, as, as oh my god, like her, the the young actress who plays Darla and her are one of the same. I you know like the same thing with uh with um what's his name uh Jackson Grazer and uh you know the guy who played uh his his, his Shazam transformation. I think one of the same, but man, Darla. And Megan Good wanted to say, I, I love their optimism and great. And, she's, and I love how she was just like, oh, you, you went to, uh... <laughs> she didn't understand that she was drinking alcohol and she yeah. was like ha- hung over and stuff like that. It was, like, why would you go to the eye doctor? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would she's you? rescuing I, kittens before people. Like, it's just. I, lo- I love that. And like, she, she like stole the cat. She's like, I got to give it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think these characters, these, no. these characters are too fun and, and too, I uh, too well acted to just not use again. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just think that I, they're I, really great. I think there was great stuff in there. Even uh, g- given the wizard, uh, did Diamond Hansu some some comedy in there? I thought was pretty great. Yeah, like, I re- I really en- enjoyed that aspect. Like when he, when he and <laughs> when he was in his cell with Freddie, and Freddie's like trying to make a plan, and he's like mocking him, and he's like, "Wait, that's not. I don't sound like that." Anyway, look. <laughs> That was so great. They're giving him some stuff to do too. And uh, Rachel Zegler, I think, man, she sure really brought it in her role here. Oh, just yeah. like pulling, playing that character, you know, the, like developing, being like the third daughter. I thought she was great, especially when she got hit in the end and her powers taken away. Like it, you felt the devastation, you know, she has the best outlook on humanity. She wanted to like the, their own world to thrive and not bury the seed and the human world destroyed. Like that's not right. I really really like thought her character and her acting was great news and hopefully she gets to do more in the dc universe hopefully they bring her character back but i think her performance was was outstanding yeah just yeah. really just great performances all around mm-hmm. i'm i'm telling you this is this is a good one this is one i can see myself rewatching in the near future um now 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 let's get to uh something at the end here so uh there was something right. that was also spoiled in the trailers the appearance the cameo of wonder wonder woman what did you think yeah. of her coming to life because this movie makes us believe that uh shazam sacrifices himself uh billy batson goes down in the fight he has one last heroic moment um it looks like we're about to have some consequences and the director and writers have some fucking balls uh they kill him he gets buried into the ground and they talk about like how sad it is and they're gathered around it and they're just like wait a minute what if we had a god to bring this stuff back and they're like are there any gods left and then here comes wonder woman sauntering in the end as if she walks to to me she walked in like she was walking on stage at comic-con waving everybody giving her a little head nod i was like what so strange and then she's like i am a god i will also i will do this for you because this thing is like a battery like we said before here we go um so what did you think of her uh her appearance and bringing billy badson back to life because we can't have any consequences well it's not it's not even about consequences right so you know maybe while you're making this you think Maybe we won't get another movie. We still want to make it feel like it's part of the DC universe. You know, the the Daughters of Atlas are essentially coded as Wonder Woman villains. Um, so for her really? to be... Yeah. I mean, think about oh. it. You know, she's the daughter of gods too. Um, mm. That's the whole reason why she does the thing with the staff, to bring it back to life. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're basically fighting Wonder Woman villains this movie. Um, and I think, uh, I think it's, I think her inclusion was really well done. Um you know, really? uh, yeah, I don't know. Well done. 
I don't have an issue with it. Why? An actual nod to the camera. I'm ha- like- I, listen. I if we treat it as a kids movie, you get mm-hmm. the hero doing a big sacrifice, and then they get their life. You know, oh, they lose their life in a tragic sacrifice, but then they're alive at the end of the story. Is it is it tropey? Is it kind of like lame and goofy and to a modern audience maybe? But in the eyes of a child, like fine. I don't know. I, it doesn't bother me. It's cutesy. It feels like like an '80s Don Bluth movie almost. Mm. You know, where it's like everybody gets a happy ending at the end, and you know, Billy gets an opportunity to meet one of his heroes for real, and it's just a nice. I don't know. It's like a nice little capstone on the story. That's gotcha, all. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I think it would have been um, cool if Wonder Woman was down there with them fighting mythological monsters. It, something, it, it really would have been. Something because, like, ironically I, she has not done in these movies. I, dude, I mean, I mean, hey, P- P- Patty Jenkins had the foresight and great uh, fortitude to be like, hey, uh, uh, Wonder Woman's a character who fights mythical gods and monsters. She has mythical weapons and creatures. There's, there's, you can make like a God of War type thing, but uh, Patty Jenkins was like, no, let's 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 make it about a mall in the 80s and she wants to resurrect her dead boyfriend. So we're going to put him in a... In a God, so stupid. But yeah, like you know, it's weird because they had one woman in this movie as a cameo, right? So why didn't they have her in there with Shazam and the Shazam family fighting the daughters of that? It would have been sick. I mean, it would have been crazy. I the mean, audience would have gone buck wild, word of mouth have been like, yo, Wonder Woman's in here. There were people who were commenting on social media. I heard gals in this, you know, I'm taking my kids, I'm taking my daughter specifically. Uh, like I, I can't wait to see her again. And then people being like, well, temporary expectations. I've seen people be disappointed in comment sections on socials being like, no, she's only in here for a bit. I mean, it would have been great. Is it because they're they're phasing her out that they're like, oh, we got to take some of that out of there? Because I heard she was actually in there for a good period of time before I don't know. the James Gunn hammer hit. I really don't know. But, you know, it's it's a shame because, you know, people talk like, oh, there's, you know, what studio has had five bombs in a row and is still making movies like this? And on one hand, OK, sure. But also, you know, these last couple of DC movies have been some of the more imaginative, interesting ones, you know, and they have life and color to them. I, I yes, cannot. Stre- I can't stress this enough because you watch things like Star Wars, Star Trek. Everything's fucking dark. Just give us color. <laughs> like, I don't need to have realistic lighting. I think Red Letter Media talked about this, too, where they're like, everything's got to be like when it's dark, it's dark and you can't see anything. It's like, are they afraid to just put a spotlight on these actors? And it's like, it's not going to destroy someone's, you know, immersion if there's like a light shining so you can get a better contrast of shadow. I, I don't know. I love the use of color in these movies. I've I love I really enjoyed the Birds of Prey movie, even though it's got a lot of flaws in it. I loved the Suicide Squad. I I enjoyed parts of Wonder Woman eighty four. I really loved this movie. I love the first Shazam. Like, there's a bunch of really interesting stuff and and color and and visual choices in these movies, and it's a shame that they don't really seem to have landed with audiences because. The I don't know how big the Snyderverse fandom is, but you know if that's like the dominating force of what people want to see in these movies, like I'm out, man. I'm not. I'm not interested in these dull mud tones and and gritty DC heroes. That's not the origins of these characters. Marvel is supposed to be the the gritty, realistic world outside your window where you know heroes die of diseases like you know cancer or AIDS or something. DC's heroes are like 
you know, these people are are perfect. They have a great dynamic on their secret identity, real life balance. They're gods. They're people you can admire and look up to. You know, uh, I there are a scant handful of Marvel heroes where you see them show up and you're suddenly filled with hope again, like Captain America for sure. But almost every one of DC's heroes are like a shining light in the darkness. Like you see Superman fly over the horizon and you can really feel like I'm saved. Like the world's yeah. going to be okay. You know, I don't know. That's, that's the DC universe that I want. And, and a lot of that is in a movie like Shazam Fury of the Gods. And that's the note I'm going out on. Nice. Good wrap up there. Casey. <laughs> so what did you guys think about Shazam Fury of the Gods? Comment and let us know. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.